listeners it is uh monday august 29th and august i have to emphasize august because um seven days ago i did a show in hermosa beach and i thought it was february so (laughs) that's that's how much i'm not on top of it i thought it was february i was sitting there i always write the date on all my notebooks i always write the date on the top and uh of the page so that I can kind of figure out, okay, these are the jokes I was telling back in February or August. And I and I wrote, I knew it was the 22nd, and I knew it was uh, 2022. And so I took the page and I wrote, oh, it's February 2nd, 22nd, 2022. Oh, my goodness, it's 2-22-22. It's Tuesday, even though it's Monday. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to talk about that on stage. It's the fact that it's two, 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 and that almost never happens. And uh, then I sit in there and I was like, what do I say about it? And then I go, well, it's August. Oh, dear God. It's not two, 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 two. And so then I mentioned that on stage and that I couldn't get anything to work on that. And that's that's kind of the theme of today is uh, unable to get things to work that I thought I could because um this is this is a tale of uh, what comedy is like you know I've been doing this for let's see certainly two, close to 17 years I've been getting on stage I've been a pro for uh minus four uh, 13 years and uh and I still don't quite know how to make everything work, uh, at least in the first couple swings. So uh, we were at church, and uh, my my youngest made this um, made this little diorama, I think is what you call it, where they had this uh, um, styrofoam piece, and they like stuck these pipe cleaners. In. You know, the little colorful things that you can twist and bend and stuff. You can make a stick figure with it or whatever. I think they're called pipe cleaners. Anyway, uh, they had those things stuck in there. They had made a coral reef. I don't know what they were learning in there, but they had made a coral reef, and um, and hers was kind of cool. It was like all over the place and, and had a bunch of crisscrossing ones and different color, different shapes, different sizes, and kind of, you know, it was a hodgepodge, but it, it looked like a coral reef. Like when she said it to me, because she kind of mispronounced it, and uh, had it not looked like it, I'd have been like, oh, cool. What is it? A cuckoo-cuckoo-roth? What did you make? But coral reef looks like coral reef. Oh, that's cool. And then there was this child next to her that had the same thing, only in the uh, in the styrofoam, the pipe cleaners were jabbed in there, like equidistant from it. It looked like just a stack of rainbows going across. And, and, and it was like almost color coordinated. It was so even as like she was out there with a ruler and, and measuring everything, like everything looked perfect. It did not look like a coral reef. Let me say this. The child is organized, but... Um, but you know, it, it, it wasn't quite what the project was. I don't think like it didn't, it was not artistic. It was, it was mathematic. And so then that, that kind of struck me and I look at the kid and they got their stuff together there and I kind of said out loud, 
I, I was looking at all the parent, you know, I, I said, oh, that's kind of cool. You can actually see how their individual's brain work on the diorama. Like you can actually see like that child, this is how they think. And I, as soon as I said that, I looked up and there's another mom there who's about uh, 13 months pregnant and, uh, you know, she's got her child's diorama and she just kind of holds it up and looks at it and just kind of looks at me like, oh, oh, yeah, that's how a child's brain works. And it had like it was the most pathetic, like it had one pipe cleaner just kind of jabbed in cockeyed <laughs> and like one other that like was my, maybe like a third of a pipe cleaner just jabbed into the other side. And it just looked like the most like brain fart. Just, the kid's got rocks in the middle of its brain. Like if this is an outward representation of what the kid's brain is. This kid is a Neanderthal, just tire biting, knuckle dragger, turd of a of a human being. The mom just holds it up, it's like, oh, and looks at me kind of awkwardly, and I was, and we've all just started laughing hysterically. Now, if none of this story made you smile, then you had the exact same reaction as the other three people that I told it to immediately after I rushed up to my wife and, and she was talking to a couple of people and I told them the story and they're like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, okay, that didn't work. And then I called, I called a buddy of mine who, who knows the gal whose kid was the dumb dumb. And I said it to him and I was over the phone. Uh, the story bombs there. This doesn't get any kind of reaction. Like maybe there's not this clear end to it. And and maybe it's that I can't, I haven't properly found how to describe her face in words, like the, the look of sheer like embarrassment, but also she could see the humor in it. But also like if, you know, like, oh God, what have we, like immediately the last four years of this kid's life, you know, every time she stuck it in front of an iPad came rushing back to her where she's like, I have failed. I've failed my child. Hopefully the new one, you know, rubbing her belly, like I'll take better care of you. I promise. Not that, you know, we've, we're the perfect parents or anything. And I don't think it's really an exact representation of the kid's brain like that kid might be smart i don't know her kid at all but just based on if we if we were saying the child's intelligence is based on this one particular art project at this one particular sunday of sunday school then yes her kid is the dumbest one around <laughs> it just was funny it was like half embarrassing that i said it out loud and then that was the reality of it and then half like so funny that like we had these three things like the perfect kid, the, you know, artistic kid and then the autistic kid. <laughs> if you could say that, I don't know, maybe I'm canceled now. Um, anyway, the story bombs. And, and the point is, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to integrate that. Like at first I thought this is stand up. At first I thought this is something I can bring to the act, you know, talk about it with my kids. And then after having it, you know, lay down and just die a horrible death three straight times, I started thinking, okay, there's got to be a different application, one that's more visual. And so that's, I set up the camera here. Maybe, maybe the visual aspect will help. Oh, mom's calling. Hold on. Hello, mom. You're on the, you're on the Hofcast. What's going on? Oh, hi. Hi. I won't bother you. Okay. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Doom, doom, bip. She sounds sad. Does she sound like uh like she had something serious to talk to me about? Maybe maybe hold on. Let me let me call her right back.
We're back. She's all good. Uh, <laughs> she wanted to check in on... Um, actually, she had a question about the podcast. So um, I was able to run tech support and, and help her there. Um, yeah, anyway, w- the story bombed three times. I think I'll repurpose it. So I wrote it down. I tried it on here. You guys let me know if that was a garbage story. If you're like, I don't really understand why that was funny to you, but it was so funny in the moment. So that's that's a comic's job is trying to recreate the moment. And I haven't successfully been able to do that yet, but maybe maybe in a different medium I could do that. Um, anyway, speaking of different mediums, I've got a Hoff Recommends coming at you, coming in hot for Hoff Recommends uh, documentary series. You know, it's not just one movie. It's a whole series of uh, of shows on Disney Plus about uh, it's called uh, Light and Magic. And it's about ILM, the George Lucas um, company that he created so that he could do the special effects that he wanted on Star Wars. And then it just became this giant company. I'm only like three and a half episodes in. They just got to the Pixar machine, which I didn't know George Lucas. And maybe he didn't, but I didn't know that he invented Pixar, or at least the technology available to do that. It would not surprise me. Like, I know he had a hand in THX and all that, and ILM, like, was creating all these special effects houses that all these guys that could do practical effects, but now they're kind of getting into the digital side. So you see the transformation of George and how he was so great, and then he kind of, like, goes a little too far, and I hope that the pendulum swings back the other way and he realizes how he can balance it, because I think everybody knew with the with the prequels of Star Wars that he went a little too deep, like because he could use the technology, I think uh, they missed the practical effects, but hopefully he'll find the perfect balance that, and maybe with the newest Indiana Jones, we can hope for that. Um, but if you haven't seen, I think it's called light and magic on Disney plus. I highly recommend it, especially if you love movies, if you love movies and you know, you kind of like the behind the scenes and how they do that kind of stuff. I definitely Hoff recommends uh, light and magic on Disney plus. What I do not recommend is living next to a crazy person. And I'm going to lower my voice a little bit now because, uh, she could be listening. Who knows? I'm not going to say too many things. Um, but we were gone on the road. The whole family was gone for six or seven weeks. We came back and she's off her meds again or something because she's losing her mind. She's losing her mind. She's slamming her door again. Those of you that know the podcast, you know that she uh, goes through these bouts of when we're making a little too much noise over here with three kids, um, then she will go and let us know by slamming her front door, which is a solid wood. Like you, It shakes the place when she does. Which, listen, that is retaliation, and it's turdly because you're coming after us like... We over here, we, it's not like we're purposefully doing something to piss her off. We have three kids. Sometimes they get excited and are running around the place. I'm not going to squash that. I did for a minute. I For a while, I did try to squash that. For a while, I was like, guys, 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 shh, everybody, guys. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin their childhood because I got a crazy bitch living next door to me. And I'm sorry to use harsh language, but I, I'm kind of had it with her she invited herself in the other day my kids answered the door and and it opened and and, and she kind of was like i'm coming in and i'm like hmm and I, so i stood there 
side by side with her and she comes in and she's talking about some things going on in the community and then she accuses me of not standing up for her. Listen, lady, if I feel like you should, and this is what I said to her, I said, if I feel like I should stand up for you, I, I have and I will. And she goes, well, has there ever been a time where you haven't? Hmm? Seems like there has. And I was like, well, let's step outside. Like, let's, and not in like a tough guy, roll up my sleeves, like, let's take this outside. It's like, you know what? The kids are here. I'm not going to like be confronted by you here. And so let's, let's uh, just step out of their earshot. And she's just kind of ragging and just, yam, yam, yam. And, and finally, I'm like, you know what? I have a nice day. And <laughs> and there's something, and I stepped inside, shut the door. The whole time, she's still harping at me. Did you? Did you? If you don't answer, that means yes. This is a 70-some-year-old lady. I mean, she could be pushing 80, and she's yelling at me through my door, and I just shut it, and I can still hear her yelling as I'm shutting it. I'm like, have a nice day. And I'm just not going to allow someone next to me. Just accuse me of things. Like, and then, and then, like, require something like I've, I've gone over there and helped her with things I've helped her carry things and yet she's going to be crappy with me about this I'm like no way no way I'm not giving you any of my time and I'm not going to put any of my energy into feelings towards you I'm only going to find it humorous and that's why I'm bringing it up on here because I'm going to take it to the stage I, I've got to it's so funny to me that she just loses her mind and then she just like is trying to find attention anywhere she can she's and I think that's what she's doing I think she's just so starved for attention because she doesn't have any friends she shunned her family and now she's like and I feel bad for her but we've tried we've tried to be the nice neighbor and she has proven over and over again that she's losing her mind. So not going to do that. I'm not going to be mean to her, but I'm not going to give her uh, the allowance to be in the forefront of my brain in a way that's uh, detrimental to me. No, I'm going to put it in there to make comedy out of it. Um, that's for sure. I'm going to use it to my advantage. But it's like she's lost her mind. And then we had, you know, we live in a community where we have these meetings from time to time. And and she couldn't get in the meeting the other day uh, on Zoom. You know, we've only been on Zoom for now two years, and she couldn't figure out how to do it. And she's slamming on my door. She's pounding on it to get my attention so that I can help her get in. And I just open the door. I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, is the building on fire? Like, that's that's the level of slamming she was doing on my door. Like, like to tell me that she's having a heart attack or there's a mad gunman running around slamming on my door. I answer, what? I can't get in the meeting. I can't get in the meeting. Okay. Well, dial in whatever you got to do. Like join like the rest of us, the other people, we got other old people that have found a way to do it. Like we've been doing this for two years. I can't tell them, tell them I can't get in. They can't hear me. Okay. And so I come back over, I, I, you know, I shut the door, I come back over and I, I message the gal that's in charge of it. Like, Hey, she's having a hard time. Like if you see her, let her in the meeting. And then the next day I get this email from her that's like, well, I was told that you didn't stick up for me. So is that true? And she's accusing me that I was banging on your door because I knew you had headphones on. Uh, but I, nobody could see me. I didn't have video. I'm like, well, if you didn't have video, how do you know I had headphones on? How do you know that I was that? Because when I answered the door, I had headphones on. You didn't know that till you saw me after the pounding 
on my door, did you think, oh, he's got headphones. That's why I'll say I pounded that hard. Um, and then, well, yeah, I, I sent the lady a message. I, I wasn't going to interrupt the meeting and be like, hey, by the way, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I sent the lady the message. And then she comes at me accusing me of not helping her then like to alert people that she's trying to get in. And, uh, and then at the bottom of the email, after the accusation there, she goes, can I count on you to help me carry something down to my car later? Ah, uh-huh. sure. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to pound on my door, scare my kids and then accuse me of something and then have the balls to ask for help. <laughs> I don't think so. I was gone for seven weeks. Somehow you managed. Okay. I don't think so. Oh, this lady stinks and she is going to make it into a sitcom. Believe you me, I will use this for good. <laughs> you can't call me a liar and then demand my assistance. That's not going to happen. Okay, you old crone. I think it's time to move to an old folks home. Okay, I think you've skipped over the 55 plus community where you can go play shuffleboard. And I think it's straight to the loony bin where they shove a pill down your throat whenever you need it. Okay, (laughs) I think that's the time it is. Anyway, uh, I I don't want to go from one sore topic to another. I only have eight minutes and I got a call Um, and I don't know how much time we've gone into here. Maybe only 15. Anyway, I'll have to stop this midway through. but uh, sorry to bring up a sad subject, and, and some of you won't care about this, but uh, football's back. Football's back, and I couldn't wait. You know, it had been 200 and some days, and I couldn't wait for football to come back. And finally, here it is. We're doing it. Husker football. I'm a college football. I'm a pro football fan, too, but college, you know, is where my heart lies because I grew up on it, and that's all we had in Nebraska was college football. Uh, to cling to when it came to professional sports. And that's not even professional sport, that's college sport. But it felt it felt like the biggest thing we had there. And, uh, you know, everybody drinks the Kool-Aid every year, and that's not just because Hastings is the birthplace of Kool-Aid. You're welcome. Uh, it's, uh, it's because people want to believe in their team. I've got a buddy who's a diehard Indiana basketball fan, and it doesn't matter how good they actually are. He has high hopes for them. He sees through rose-colored glasses, he sees the potential that's there. And anytime I ask him, that's what he says. And I'm the same way with Husker football, and many of us are. And uh, we had high hopes. And first game in Dublin, Ireland, such a cool setting. as a different country. We're going over. There's rich history. We're playing in this cool soccer stadium, playing against Northwestern, a team that we had beat by like 49 points last year. We think we're a better team. Let's go in there. Let's kick some ass. And we go in there and we lose by three points. And I can make all kinds of excuses. I, you know, there are plenty of things where you say, well, that was a questionable call, uh, like uh, kicking an onside kick when we're up 11, halfway to go through the third quarter. What the hell were you thinking? Why would you do that? The, the, the onside kick is an act of a desperate man. I always say that they, they, we play this card game in the Midwest called pitch. And maybe if you're from the Middle East, uh, like the Indiana, Ohio area, you call it euchre. It's a similar thing. It's similar to like uh, spades, I think. Uh, but this is a very specific brand of it. It's called pitch, and we love it in Nebraska. And I think they play it in Iowa as well. 
Um, and and at the end, like the last hand, when you kind of know you're losing and you're going to lose on this hand, there's the there's the discard. And and if anybody ever searches through the discard, like right before the hand starts, like you're looking to see, did anybody throw away anything valuable? Uh, I always say that's the act of a desperate man. And uh, and that's exactly what an onside kick is. But when you're up 11, why are you desperate? Why are you desperate? If you think you're the worst team, if, you, if you're a lowly FCS school and you're playing against Alabama and you have a three-point lead and you think, let's, let's take a shot, let's, let's hope to God we can get a, a trick play to work, then that's when you do it. You don't do a trick play when you're winning by 11 halfway through the third and you just went, by the way, you just went touchdown, fumble recovery, touchdown. And now we have all the momentum. Just lean on them. If you're the bigger, better team, you just lean on them, right? Just like uh, if you're a poker player, which I am not, but I hear like you get the chip lead and you just lean on the other people, right? You can you can force them to make a couple mistakes because they're gambling now, and you can be up there and you can just kind of lean on that person. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yet we kick an onside kick. What the hell were you thinking? Anyway, we lose by three. That's the what? It's the seventh game in a row. We've lost by uh, a, one possession, and most of those have been at our own hands, like where we shot ourselves in the foot. Oh, it's so such a bummer. And I know they're college kids, but this was a this was an adult making that call, and um, and so I got so mad. I always watch to the end of games. I always stick around. Like if I'm at a live sporting event, I stay till the end because like whatever I paid to get in there, I want to see the product. I don't care if the, the game's over; I'm there to see the thing. And uh, and with about you know we turned the ball over with a minute forty, we weren't going to be able to stop the clock. It was over, and so I I unplugged my TV. I didn't just turn it off. I unplugged the damn thing, <laughs> and I almost hid the the cord. I almost took it and was like. You know what? All TV's done. All right. Sorry about that. I. <laughs> it's a new day. It's a new. It's two days later. Actually, it's Wednesday now. Uh, so sorry about that. Uh, I was talking about Husker football and how uh, when the game happened um, at the end, I, I unplugged my TV and I thought, "It's it. That's it. All TV's done." Okay. Nobody in the Hoff House is allowed to watch TV ever again. This is, this is the hard line I drew down the middle. I was like, that's it. That's it. The TV is bad. The TV's no good, okay? Can't have it. Can't have it. I felt like Eddie Murphy's dead in that one special. Okay, can't use my phone. Can't use my phone, Lillian. I don't know what to tell you. You could. Hoff recommends that particular joke. I think it's from Eddie Murphy Raw. Boom, coming out of a holster. It's the one where he's wearing the purple outfit. Pretty sure... Uh, that that's the one where he's like, Lillian can't use my phone. His his dad talking to his mom. I don't know. You better stick your head out the window and yell your head off. Okay. Oh, you better tell you you can't come. Didn't I just tell you you can't go no place? So funny. And the fact that his mom's name's Lillian, which I don't know if that's his real mom's last name, but he also uses it in Shrek. He calls one of the ladies Lillian. And uh, you go, oh, yeah, remember back Eddie Murphy? Raw, heck yes. Anyway, yes, that's the line I was trying. Uh, nobody, nobody have TV anymore. Get, you can't have no TV. Can't have no TV. TV's bad. TV is bad. That's my Eddie Murphy impression for that particular joke. Um, 
And I I swore it off. I said, I'm not watching I'm not watching Husker next week. I'm not watching the week after that. Then we play Oklahoma. I'm not watching that. And then I'm like, Hoff, haven't we been down this road before? Aren't you getting a little bit upset about something that some kids are doing thousands of miles away? By the way, it was in Dublin, Ireland. Thousands of miles away. This isn't just in Nebraska or in Chicago playing against Northwestern. This is in Ireland so far, half a world away, and I am so upset. I'm sweating. I'm like, I was looking at it and I go, I was nervous. I was sitting on my couch nervous watching this football game. I actually texted my friends in the first quarter, my friends that aren't Husker fans, but that I talk to a lot, and uh, we have a bond over college football, and I texted them in the first quarter. So this shows you where my mindset is. In the first quarter, I texted them, hey, if you send me a text message today, we are not friends anymore because I don't want to hear it. Even if it's like, oh, dude, sorry. I don't want to hear it. I don't. And that was in the first quarter when we had already scored on the first possession uh, going up seven nothing. Like I still had this feeling. I was nervous, sitting on the couch, like wringing my hands the entire game. And I go, "This is ridiculous." Okay, Hoff, you you perform in front of thousands of people on a weekly basis. You don't get nervous like this, and yet here you are watching something that you can't control. And you're just you could feel like I don't know if you guys ever get that tingle in your in your hands, like where you get heights. Maybe if you're not afraid of heights, you don't feel that. But like I can feel it right now, thinking about being on top of a skyscraper or like hanging on the side of a mountain. Like I feel that like wave of electricity that goes through your hands. That's like that nervous feeling. And even right now, talking about it, my hands are starting to sweat. I don't know if you can see. They're, they're like starting to get a little bit moist right there <laughs> just from this. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Guess what? We're not watching TV anymore. TV has gone. Uh, but of course, the, my eight-year-old discovered that the TV was unplugged like right away when my back was turned. And he plugged it right back in. And now here I am watching the television most days. And I even looked up. Where's the game this Saturday? How can I watch it on Saturday? Big Ten Network. I'm already making plans to watch us possibly lose against a not a Division One opponent or whatever you call it there, like an FBS opponent or whatever it is, the football bullshit. You know, it's like is, I, if we if we lose that game, Scott Frost is fired. And it bums me out because I wanted him to be the guy. He has an outside chance he still is the guy. He probably has to beat Oklahoma to save his job. Or at the very least, he has to win these next two games and then win several games after that. I don't know if they put him on a like a case-by-case basis, but... I mean, we got Oklahoma in three weeks. We got to beat these two teams uh, over these next two weeks that should have been cupcakes, but, you know, you listen to them talk, and they're like, "Uh, you know, Georgia Southern's a really good team, and North Dakota State's a pretty solid team. And when you hear that, you go, okay, we're beginning the excuses. This is what we're doing. We're starting our – we're preemptively, like, dropping a seed for an excuse. People – People do that all the time with plans. I, I don't know if this happens all over the country, but in Los Angeles, it happens with plans where people will plant a seed of not being able to do what it is you're proposing. So, like, say you got a party, like, oh, ha- we're having people over on Saturday, you know, and, and you st- you text that to some friends. You're like, hey, I'd love to see you on Saturday. We're having friends over for a barbecue or whatever it is, and you can tell the people that are planting the little little seed of doubt. 
this little like, oh, I, I would love to, and I, we totally intend on coming. We should be there. Anytime there's like a word like that, that's a little doubt seed that you're planting. Uh, we we got to go uh, drop my sister at the airport, but then we will we'll be there. Like anytime you give me more information, then I'll be there. Anytime there's any additional information, that is a doubt seedling that you are putting in the ground and watering. And you're like, ooh, remember the thing I said about how uh, we had to go get passport photos taken? Well, oh, the line at CVS was out of control. Sorry, we couldn't make the barbecue. Like, that's, that's exactly what people do. And how the hell did I get... Uh, oh, oh, because they were <laughs> I was like, how did I get there? Oh, because I heard the defensive coordinator talk about how good uh, North Dakota is or Dakota State or what, whoever we're playing this week. And almost any other major team looks at that and goes, this is a warm up game. This is a game where we get to get our things straight. We'll win by four touchdowns and we'll get some younger guys, some playing time and we'll clean up some things, get a little confidence rolling. But, you know, as soon as we get confidence rolling, you know what Nebraska's going to do. Anybody not involved in Nebraska hates this. But we're going to kick an onside kick. We got momentum. Let's go ahead and throw a Hail Mary on the second play of the game. Just just in case, you know, just to put the dagger in their heart. So stupid. Doggone it. I want Frost to be the guy. I think he's. I think deep down he is a good coach. I, I might be wrong. But but I think deep down, like, he, he did something at UCF. He turned that program around. They went from zero wins to two years later winning all the games. Like, that's, yeah, you did something there. You could coach a, you proved that you could coach team a team to win games. And I have faith that you can do that. But good God, man. Good God. Come on. This is all we have. You know that. You grew up in Wood River, tiny-ass town. Get it together, big kid. Anyway, I'm going to be watching on Saturday, and just know that I'll be hating myself the entire time. Uh, so even though I'm there, I'm going to be very upset. And, uh, and, and I'm going back on everything I ever did on Saturday. Every deal that I made with myself to, that's it, Hoff. You're never watching football. <laughs> You're never watching football again. Okay? This is ridiculous that you invest three hours and then the pro's going to start, and then I'm going to watch for five hours on Sunday. So that's eight hours out of my day. Plus, I'm talking about it now, crying out loud. Sorry if you hate football. You probably hate me right now. Maybe you've already turned the podcast off. But if you haven't, I appreciate you listening. I'm trying to get through this. I'm trying to become a better person. I'm trying to figure out what's important. And maybe football, maybe this is you know God's way of telling me if football is not where my priorities should lie. Maybe he's saying, Hoff. Hey, man, it's been over a year since you shot that special. How much new material you got over there, big dog? Are, are you doing jokes that you think that you think are going to change the world for better? Are they better than the last time? Well, I've written some stuff. <laughs> I've written some stuff. I'm, I'm doing it. it. It's coming along. I like it. I, a couple of jokes I really love. A couple of them I'm loving doing. And then a couple of them you go, huh? This one needs needs to be rehashed. We'll get on it. You know, much like Nebraska football. But I'm not taking L's on the chin week after week when I should be getting the W. And also, by the way, as a comedian, and, and I wish I wasn't this way, but I 
take the win when I can. If I have to wheel an old stale ass joke out there because I know it'll get me three points, I put it out there on the field. I say, take the points when they're given, right? Even if I got all these new jokes that I want to roll out there, sometimes I'm like, you know what? There's a tough crowd and I just got to get the win. So here, here we go. I'm doing the stuff that I know works. And that's what you got to do. It's what you got to do in life, you guys. Like, don't get bored. Like, like keep trying new stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to get that W. You got to get the W. You do the, do the work on your own time. And then when it becomes everyone else's time, when someone's paid for the product on the field or the stage, then you just bring the A game. You give them the show and quit working on your crap at that moment. Like, who cares? Who cares if it's boring to keep throwing the seven yard in? It's working. Keep throwing it. What are you doing? Quit trying to run the ball up the middle when you only get one yard a pop. Done. Done with the football analogies now. Um, oh, I, I, I can't. It's been two days since I started this. So you know what? I think it's best to just call it now. I, th- I mean, those of you watching video, if you're watching the whole thing, which I don't know if I'm going to post. I post clips on my YouTube. Thanks for everybody that's subscribed to my YouTube and checks out videos. I'm trying to post new videos every single week. Uh, so keep doing that and uh, and helping me share the wealth. The, the specials almost up to 50,000. I can't even remember if I talked about that. So I'm going to end the podcast here. Uh, check out my tour dates, nickhoff.com, for all that good stuff. And I, I post all sorts of things on social media. Give this uh, podcast a rating, <laughs> maybe just four stars this time around. I, I can't tell if it was good or not because it's been it's been like 72 hours in in total of going down this path we had a phone call interruption i believe uh and then a a two-day hiatus but now we're back and we're out there we're going to put post this up there now and we'll have a new one next week still no episode 100 but it's coming trust and everybody stay healthy stay safe i love you don't forget to do 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 do